Welcome to another episode of Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course, the music. Whoa, it's been a busy week. And for starters, the podcast turned three on August 1st, so happy anniversary to all of us, really. It's been a busy year since the last anniversary, and there's been so many milestones from the first ever podcast live show at the fest to sponsoring a festival the first time, Death Protector Fest. I've accomplished this with the help of listeners, friends, old and new, along with allies in the independent music community. It's so special that these opportunities keep coming my way, and I'm so thankful to everyone who's helped make all of it possible. So thank you to everyone who's listened and expressed support. I couldn't be more grateful for your time and energy each week. It means so much to me. It's helped Anger Girl Music grow over the last three years to spread to people all over. And on top of that, earn a nomination for Best Local Podcast for Creative Loafing Best of the Bay Awards. To whoever nominated me for this, thank you from the bottom of my heart. It's really motivating to note that I have local listeners who not only support, but think I deserve any recognition too. Creative Loafing is a great magazine, and I've always appreciated the work that they do to support the local independent music community. So I'm stoked to see what happens with this nomination. I'll have a link to voting in the show notes for anybody who's interested in voting or checking out the other categories. It's really cool. Whew, that was a lot of excitement, but uh, of course there's more. <laughs> Let's get into this week's guest. Uh, thanks to Jamie Coletta, I'm reunited with my friends in Lilith. Hannah and Kelsey have wrote the best pop record I've heard this year with Lilith's Safer Off. It was so exciting to reconnect with them since our last chat was before recording Safer Off. Hannah joined back then to tell us a lot about Lilith's origins, and we were able to dig in this time how they wrote, recorded, and put together all of Safer Off. So with that, let's turn it over to Lilith now.
welcome Hannah and Kelsey to Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. How are things in Boston? It's hot. Yeah, it's real hot. I believe it. I feel like everywhere is being just stricken with heat this summer. It's brutal. Well, this is like one of our first warm days, I would say. Really? Yeah, it hasn't felt like summer. It's been like a tease every now and then, but this is like, a lot. Yeah, this is like the first like actually summer vibe I feel like we've gotten. Oh, wow. I'm jealous. Yeah, we took a dip in the lake. Oh, that sounds wonderful. So things are good. <laughs> I love that. Oh, I'm jealous. We got like a heat warning today. Like drink lots of fluids. Don't go outside too much if you can help it. Like that rarely happens down here. So I'm kind of amazed. Oh yeah, you're in Florida. You have a whole different, oh, yeah. yeah. We it, we said it's hot. It was like 80 degrees. We're like, <laughs> <laughs> That's like you in the winter though. Yeah, I'm jealous. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm so happy to be able to catch up with you both on all things Lilith. Um, you're in for a really exciting second half of the year, it seems like, with this record coming out. So congrats. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. we're excited. Um, the last time that we recorded on all things Lilith, um, it was Hannah here. And we talked a lot about the band's origins, but I kind of want to hear Kelsey's side of the story with getting involved with Lilith. Oh, okay. Well, Hannah asked me to be up. She was like, do you play bass? And I was like, uh, I'm sure I could do that. And she was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you could definitely do that. And then uh, I did. And we, well, we've been friends for a really long time, which I'm sure you would talk to her about yeah, last probably. time. Yeah. So it was just kind of a natural thing that just kind of happened. We yeah. spend a lot of time together anyways. And now we also play music and then spend a lot of time together. So it's great. <laughs> That's so awesome that you're able to continue that. Was this around the band camp time? Oh, long after. Way long many, after. Yeah, many how long years were, after. We were like, what, 11, 12? Yeah. At band camp? 12. 12? Yeah. So long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool that you've had this friendship this time and you were able to kind of start a band together later on. That's so neat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was like pretty serendipitous. There, oh, wait. This is, um, this is your moment. I'm, what? I'm talking in your, this is your session. This is the Kelsey, <laughs> Kelsey origin story. I already took oh, over. Oh, well, this is actually a good story. <laughs> Me, when I lived, I moved to Boston in 2008 for college. Mm -hmm. And like a couple of years after that, I was living on Pratt Street in Alston, which anyone that is from Alston knows what that means. It's yucky. It's a party street. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I was, it was like six o'clock in the morning and I was in my footy pajamas playing Game Boy on my porch. And <laughs> no, no, I saw you, I saw you in the window playing piano. But that, that was after. That was before. Oh. That was how I knew it was you. Oh, okay. Well then you tell it first. No, you tell it Okay, part. okay, okay. <laughs> so I, I had neon red hair that was like down to my hips at the time. Like little mermaid hair. And um, Hannah heard someone playing piano through the window. She was at friends with my next door neighbors. And she was like, I know that girl. Because, like, <laughs> my hair was so, you know, you could notable, I guess. Yeah, and, and who else would, like, be so enchanting playing piano through a window? Like, there's only <laughs> one girl that that is. And then we like, were just Disney like. princess stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we were just like, oh, my God, it's you. It's you. <laughs> and then the second time was when I was playing, uh, I think I was playing Pokemon Yellow in my footy pajamas on my porch and she just walked past my house and I was like hey 
what are you doing? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's just like a sign from the universe that you're meant to just like jam together. Oh, definitely agreed. Oh, definitely. Pokemon Yellow. I mean, actually, it was not Pokemon Yellow because that's my least favorite. It must have been like Pokemon Red. I honestly don't think <laughs> Pokemon, but I'm happy for you. Thank you. <laughs> that's so awesome. So, with that, you're able to kind of start to play this music together, and it's so cool to see where you have grown with Lilith, even in almost a year since I talked to Hannah and stuff. You have this record. At the time that I talked to Hannah, it was completed. It just wasn't like, you, I think you just finished recording and stuff, so. Yeah, wow, I can't believe that was a year ago. Yeah, it was last October, I think. It was amazing to think, like, oh, we, how far you've come in that time frame. Yeah, we must have just finished recording. Yeah, that was when we finished recording, right? I think so. And then, yeah, we mixed after that. Yeah, wow. It's been, a lot has happened. Lots of updates. <laughs> no kidding. It's a great time to catch up. That's for sure. Totally. So um, some of your music that I'd heard before was more of your, like, your EP in that sense. You had Apology Plant and all these really great songs, and then you went and you worked on Safer Off. How would you kind of describe your sound in Safer Off versus what you were doing on Apology Plant? I mean, I feel like a lot of our like writing styles were similar, but we had a, just like a better studio and better mm. production quality. So just we found people who like understood what we were going for sound-wise and mm. were just able to like execute that better. I feel like if we were to go back and re-record Apology Plant, like I would I think all of us would be much better at like articulating what we wanted to sound like. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because now when I listen back to that, I'm like, oh, like if we redid these songs, like we could totally beef them up. But I think it's just like having access to people who are more experienced and better at their craft and collaborating more. Yeah, sometimes that makes a world of a difference because you're better able to describe what you're looking for and then you have the right people who are listening to you and able to kind of help you articulate that, I'm sure. Yeah, totally. Or like sometimes you don't even know how to articulate it, oh, but yeah. like someone can interpret it. So yeah. You have to find someone who you can be like, I don't know, I want it to be like, Ugh, and they're like, I got you. Yeah, you want it to be like, I want it to sound like a dancing hippo wearing a tutu. Yeah. <laughs> and the, also the color pink. And they're like, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> That's a magical human. When you find that person, you make music with them. That's for yeah, sure. Totally. So I don't know that we were more developed, but we definitely found <laughs> other people that were. <laughs> but hey, that works, honestly. Yeah. Um, did you record in Boston? Uh, we recorded at Big Nice Studio in Lincoln, Rhode Island. Oh, cool. Tell me yeah. a little bit about that experience for you. Oh my God. It was so fun. It was so fun. We had a very good time. Brad Krieger is the um, owner, president of Big Nice Studio, <laughs> um, head engineer, and He's a good friend of ours, too, and we just had, like, lots of sleepovers, mm -hmm. lots of, like, staying up way too late, getting, like, to that Listening to the Vanga Boys. Yeah, like, we would, like, dance to warm up, and, mm -hmm. like, and, like, we'd pick a warm-up song and belt it. It was, I don't know, we had a very good time. I love hearing that, because whenever you have, like, that right mood and that right energy going in to record, it's got to really help you whenever it's time to lay down tracks. Oh, it's so important. You mm -hmm. have to like, you have to dial in the vibe, even if you're not feeling it that day. Maybe you just have to put on Celine Dion and sing it and then, then get yourself there. That always does it for me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Was that one of the warm up songs? If that's a, that's a Kelsey go-to. Yeah, I, I'm an enormous Celine Dion fan. 
I love that. That's amazing. What um what other songs were you kind of doing to just kind of get yourself ready to go at it? We made a playlist, but I would have to dig it up. I feel like what were we into at that point? Uh Fat Boy Slim for sure. Always doing a lot of that. Yeah. We definitely did the Vanga Boys a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably like my most listened to track of last year. And we year. did Cotton Eye Joe. Oh, we did do Cotton Eye Joe. That's a good thing. <laughs> really physically warmed up because yeah. you have to do the dance and you yeah. can't just like chicken out part way through you know you have to commit to the dance so yeah i would say our biggest musical influences are celine dion the banger boys and uh whoever did cotton eye joe. Joe. <laughs> oh that's all this we got is, did cotton eye joe right cotton eye joe who is cotton eye joe <laughs> where did he come from where did he go <laughs> I mean, honestly where did you come from <laughs> That's the giant question, at least in this podcast. For the next half hour, we will discuss the origin story of Cotton Eye Joe. Someone out there has to know, and I want them to let me know. Also, Amanda, we're counting on you to, like, write here. You, like, fade in Cotton Eye Joe. I've been married a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from, Cotton Eye Joe? I've been married a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from, Cotton Eye Joe? playing in the background <laughs> yes that's perfect yeah it's important that works oh my gosh I love that so much and I love that you're able to just like goof off and have fun when you're getting ready to go into this like I think sometimes people go in with the attitude of like I have to get it right in the studio and I'm sure that those pressures exist even for you but the fact that you're able to have some fun with like a really close friend that you're making music with it's just got to be huge yeah, I feel like we got it wrong so much. I don't think there was a lot of pressure to get things right. I think we're getting stuff wrong a lot. <laughs> well, and I think also, like, a big thing is that I think that you're flawless and you think that I'm flawless. Oh, so, like, we yes. give each other a lot of pep. Yeah, you talk. have cheer- good to have cheerleaders in the studio for sure. Yeah. To keep morale up. There's a lot, there was a lot of applause between takes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For each other. I love it. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Like, after someone would come out of the booth, you just gotta, you gotta. Just give it to him. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so awesome. What a positive experience to have. That's for sure. I'm sure there were a lot of meltdowns in oh, between that I blacked out. Yeah, I think I probably had 40 to 50 meltdowns that I've just completely forgotten, but it feels <laughs> positive to reflect on. So, <laughs> hey, as long as you remember the applause, that's all that matters. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, to walk back a little bit here, um, writing the songs for Safer Off. How long did it take for you to accomplish that? Um, God, that's a loaded question because I feel like there are songs that like, I'll write a skeleton, but maybe we don't like flesh it out for a while. So to me, it feels like, oh, that's a song that I've known for like a couple years, but maybe something that we haven't arranged as a band together until more recently. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think everything's kind of been floating in the universe for a couple years, but nothing's really been like solid and fleshed out except for like the last year, I would say a year and change since like we went into the studio. Gotcha. So you do play a decent number of shows for, um, and it's kind of cool because I'm sure that you're able to kind of test out the songs on some of like your local shows and stuff like that. Um, have some of the songs off the record, are any of like your followers familiar with them already? 
Oh my god. You must know all the words. <laughs> yes. I feel like shout out to Christine from yes. Austin Pudding, who definitely knows like all the words to songs that we have never released. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say for sure. And it's like, I don't know, we're getting to the point where like now we're exhausting those songs but like the record's not even out yet so yes. <laughs> we're gonna have to find a new way to like breathe some new life into yeah. them mm-hmm. just yeah just like you know start to improv a little bit here and there with some of your warm-up songs yeah we could get like a we could do like a four minute jam interlude and then yes. maybe we cover cotton eye joe yes <laughs> add that to the cover set list that's for sure <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. oh that's so great um I really love everything that you've packed into Safer Off because I feel like thematically there's so much going on here, but I like that it feels like this call to protecting people emotionally and learning to push back against really manipulative, terrible people. Um, Was that something that you were kind of trying to convey throughout the record? I like don't know that I was trying to convey anything in particular as much as I was like healing myself in the moment. You know, you just like do it as a way to cope and songwriting is like very cathartic for me so I don't think that I was ever being like I want to convey this message as much as I was like this is helping me right now hope it works (laughs) well that's good though because like whenever you have that intention it can resonate with a lot of people that's Kelsey and I talk about that all All the the time like whether or not being in pain is the the best time for like art making and if like how unhealthy that is You know, like, if you're really just wanting to create when you're in pain and, like, you're enjoying the art that people make when they're in the most pain, and then it's, like, what? So are we just forever seeking out this state of being where you're, like, uncomfortable? And, like, do you need to, like, force yourself that? Like, I don't know. It Like, even unconsciously? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, just seeing that you're doing something and being, like, ooh, are you doing that? Were you doing that thing? Where you're trying to make something happen that you can feel some pain about. Right. Like, not even being like, this will make for a good song, but no. just like, this will be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, we talk about that a lot. Yeah, I feel like that's one of the struggles sometimes as a creative for like, you know, if you want to be able to create something, what emotion are you going to be tapping into? Is it going to be something that's positive or negative? And what are the results going to be because of like that moment's course of action? Yeah, I also feel, like, really embarrassed now for writing a record of, like, my own sorrows when, like, we're in such, like, a politically charged climate, Mm -hmm. and I would really like to develop beyond that as, like, a personal crutch and be able to write something that, like, I don't know, is a little more sophisticated than just being like, Mm wah, so I don't know, I have to find a happy balance, strike a balance. I think that's something, like, everybody's always trying to accomplish, though, and, like, Um, One of the things that stood out to me, though, it's like, I don't know the details of your circumstances, but like, um, a lot of the songs listening to them helped me recognize toxic behaviors and things that I saw in people that were pretty much abusers and stuff and identifying that and being able to take that knowledge in really upbeat songs and apply that to being able to help myself help a friend who's going through like a shitty relationship or identifying a really toxic individual whether it's any type of relationship. I mean, that's, that's a huge thing. And that's just as important in this climate. Yeah, that's so like healing for me. And I don't know, great feedback to know that like it can contribute to the canon because it just feels kind of selfish to me. <laughs> to well, make music the like that. other thing is that like when you're writing from a genuine place of 
feeling anything mm -hmm. and other people will tap into that because if it's genuine and you're actually emoting, like you're trying to heal from something or even just expressing joy in a true sort of form, other people will cling to that no matter what their circumstances are, yeah. or what they're going through. Right. I agree with that. That's like the deepest part of the human condition. Just, you know, yeah, with it. for sure. Absolutely. And like, I like that you're able to do this through like really upbeat pop songs. Like I'll Come Over is still my jam. I was so thrilled to find it on the full length record. I will put that on sometimes and just like dance around like a, like just like nothing else matters because it's just so positive sounding, but you're able to also unpack really toxic people in these songs too. And it's like, it kind of feels like a healing sense for a listener too. That's awesome. I love hearing that, that you, and that you, we recognize it as a dance track. That's great. <laughs> that was the intention, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, we were just like, well, this is a dance song. I love it so much. That's one of my favorite ones. Pretty much exclusively like pop music. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I put it on sometimes and I'm, whether I'm like working out or just like want to dance around and be a goof, it's just, it feels good. That song in particular, it's like one of my favorite jams. I love that it's one that's coming back. At least it feels like it's coming back to me because I'm hearing it on the full length record after listening to like the EP for like a year. So <laughs> that's awesome. So glad you like it. Definitely. Um, and I feel like you've done so much throughout your music that does kind of blend that slightly dancey vibe to it. Cause like vacation feels like it's your first big tease into some of like the pop synths that go throughout the record. Um, what was it like for you to kind of add these sort of layers to your music? Oh man, just getting to like record overdubs was so exciting. It was like the the most fun because we the studio we recorded at at Big Nice Studio in Lincoln, Rhode Island. <laughs> <laughs> um, they just had like every instrument. At like they have everything there, so you just go in. It's like a playground. So you're like, oh, I want to try this texture. I want to try this texture, and then like eventually, it becomes like so much more fleshed out than you could have imagined. It becomes like a much more full sounding song and you can like really, I don't know, you can make it something so different from what you imagined. I also feel like Brad, the engineer, that's like his, the most fun thing for him. Mm. So like he will get so excited that it gets you so excited about it, <laughs> like trying to find the exact right sound, yeah. you know? Yeah, definitely. That's gotta be so much fun whenever you have somebody who's that enthusiastic. And then with your background in music too, like that's gotta be, ultimate like kid in a candy store moment of like this is all the stuff I could possibly use on my record oh yeah for sure that was like I feel like being in the studio is like our favorite part of it I can't wait to make another record uh, that would be like if we got to pick one part to do forever I feel like I would want to do that yeah just keep recording the music yes forever until we die <laughs> <laughs> I love that hey that works for us as listeners that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> So what were your favorite songs to write and record on Safer Off? Um, you go first. I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. I have to go back there. Do you need a track list? <laughs> no, no, no. I know the songs. I just mean like we, because of the way we did it, like we didn't necessarily do like one track at a time. So it's yeah. hard to kind of say like what the, our favorite song to record was mm -hmm. because we did everything like, kind of a little bit at a time on yeah. each track. I see. That's like hard to reference like a day where we had like the best time, but I really loved doing the synths in um, 
Lines lines. No, in C O Y S. Oh, okay. Because we had the little oh, yeah. the little warble strip. That so we fun. both did it at the same time, which was really funny. I liked um the base day for figure one. Figure one repeated is like one of the more like I don't know, outliers, I guess, on the record. And I feel like that day when we like found the pocket for your part, it was so exciting. We were just like, Yes, this is it. This yeah. is exactly what we were trying for. Mm-hmm. That's so much fun. I think, I yeah, like, all of it was so fun. Yeah. Yeah, because it feels like you got to really just experiment, try out new stuff. And, like, um, I feel like you went so many places with your sound, too, because, like, Garden kind of felt like a retreat to a quieter place and where you could kind of have a little bit of reflection, a little bit of, like, a retreat. Was that something you were trying to kind of slip into, like, the middle of the record? Um, I definitely wanted to have, like, a more mellow down tempo song that's just kind of like a break because I feel like so much of the record is like ear candy just guitar guitar in your face just listening to a Weezer and I would break it up a little bit with like kind of a more reflective moment so I knew that I wanted something like that somewhere and I'm I think I like how it came out so definitely um, so with that in mind, maybe what's something that you learned about yourself and then about um, you as a band in the process of working on Safe Raw? Um, I think like the huge takeaway for me for like the writing and recording process is, I don't know, I feel like I was, um, oh geez, I'm going to have to find a really delicate, eloquent way to say this. I think the big shift for me was realizing that like if you find supportive people around you to like support your craft it makes it much easier and more fulfilling to do it and if anyone ever like makes you feel like you can't do it without them or like tries to challenge you or make you feel small like you're not capable that is a bad thing and you have to just kind of like move on from it and if you can work with people who support you it's just like so sick. And I think that was my big takeaway and is like a theme on the record as well. So I don't know, it kind of all comes together nicely for me. Yeah, it's that self-empowerment. Yeah, totally. That's huge. And that's really important. I hope like more listeners get that out of the record for sure. Me too. What about you, Kelsey? I'm sorry, my phone was ringing, so I missed the question. Oh, no, that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) What's something you feel you maybe learned about yourself and the band in the process of writing and recording Safe Raw? I learned so much and I want, I mean, in general, I feel like just from apology plan to now, like, I think every time you go and do any project, you always learn so much because it's like, there's just, you're just building on so many things. And I think like, I learned the same thing that you just said Mm -hmm. big time that like, if you focus on the parts that are, that feel right and positive, you always get up good response yeah like you the, whatever you put out is always going to be good like the more you start finding yourself like trying to please someone or do something like it just everything suffers yeah and if you're making art that you love and it's such a part of you like you just can't let it suffer you have to give it the like respect and love that it deserves yeah and, if there's like any force around you that makes it feel challenged or like belittled at like a person or a thing you just gotta nix it Mm-hmm. Gotta get rid of it, right? Definitely, and it probably helps that you have each other there as well as um, Adam in that sense too, where you can kind of 
help each other get past those moments where you might be questioning yourself or letting some other exterior force kind of push its way into your experience. Yeah, totally. And like even the the idea of like having an ongoing project to work on is something that can pull you out of things like that. So even like just the band itself being a thing is a great, not necessarily escape. What's the word I'm looking for? Support system. Support system. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's huge. And that's so great that you have each other for that. Yeah, totally. So you were able to do some extra cool stuff in preparation for the record, including a night at the Sound Museum. (laughs) Yeah. Love the first clip that Jamie sent over to me. It's super great. I like that you had like, what was it? Like Spice Girls warm up for a bit and everything with stuck oh, in there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big fans. <laughs> fans. What made you decide to do this series? Um, boredom. We, we're, <laughs> we, I would say that we're like, 40% music, 60% bits on a daily basis. Yeah, like yeah, we yeah. love to do we bits, like to do bits a lot. Yeah, and we had so much downtime between yeah. uh, when we finally like finished the record and anything happening. So we just I don't know had to we had to stay out of trouble and like we couldn't. There's nothing else to develop but our bits. So we decided to really go in. It's so much fun to do. <laughs> yeah, I love it. it. Looks like you had such a great time just goofing off and recording these. You would be surprised how serious we had. Like. Our schedules, like, yeah, all of it is, like, very serious to execute, but, like, very fun to do. Mm -hmm. That's really funny. Um, So it's a four-part series, right? A three-part series. Three-part series. Okay, okay. So um, the first is kind of, like, it seems like a scene setting and stuff. Uh, When when are you releasing the other two parts? They'll come out with the singles. So our next song drops July 12th. Okay. It'll be around that day for the second one. And then, well, I don't know when the next song is coming out, but it'll be with the songs. Okay, so they're coming with the singles. Okay, that makes sense. So yeah. um, I have not seen the second and third parts, but. Um, no, neither have we. <laughs> no, you haven't? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's so funny. It's so okay. can you kind of describe them for the listeners? I know you probably don't want to do any spoilers, but this will be coming out um, the same week as your album dropping. Oh, I don't know if we can, I don't know if we can describe anything without spoiling it. I think we have to, I don't think we can. I think we have to leave it as a cliffhanger. They have, you have to watch part one and have the wonderment. <laughs> you have to hang around and watch. You have to wait and be ready for part two and three. That's all we can say. No spoilers. Yeah. I love it. You're certainly better than most fans of television and movies these days about spoilers, that's for sure. Oh my god, like, the Bachelorette, my sister just literally looks up what happens. She does And watches the whole entire season knowing what's gonna happen. Andrea, if you're listening, that's obnoxious. You're you're rude. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. No spoilers over here. So... It probably was hard for you to kind of sit on Safe Raw for some time once you completed the record and everything. How did you manage to keep from any spoilers of that coming out? Oh, we sent everyone the link. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, we definitely were not, like, low-key about it. As soon as the record was sent it to, like, everyone, we wanted to hear it, like, all our friends and stuff. So, yeah. not Definitely not. (laughs) You're more tight. You're you're more tight-lipped when it comes to the the cinema side of Lilith. <laughs> right, exactly. 
So what's it feel like for you to have like Safer Off announced to the world? I mean, I saw like the announcement on like Stereo Gum and everything. How does it feel to kind of have the world starting to learn about this record? Um, oh God, like it, I feel so far removed from the record itself. I actually just listened to it for the first time in a long time today because we got our test presses in. But I, I don't know, I, I'm just like really proud of us. I'm really proud and really and really happy. Like I never imagined us being able to like participate in the music scene at this level. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, I feel removed from the music, but like very proud of us. I'm proud of you. In general. I'm proud of you too. Oh my God, I'm so proud how, of you. Wait, how do you feel? I'm so proud of you. No, but about it, not about me. Oh, uh, I feel like we've been pregnant for so long. <laughs> We're like two years pregnant. Like I feel like we've <laughs> both been pregnant. Like like imagine if our bodies were one and we were carrying the same baby. And yeah. it's like the baby weighs like it's been growing for so long that it weighs like twenty pounds. Yeah, we have, like, <laughs> it comes out like an adult. You love the baby, but like it comes out and it has like a hair do. Yeah, because it's like been in there for it's so long. Yeah. yeah, and it has like a full outlook on yeah. full outfit. Like leather. Yeah, that's kind of what it feels like. I believe it. And a lot of musicians <laughs> describe the whole like I mean, having an album as like birthing a baby. <laughs> oh, good, because I have I've pulled Twitter one time for that. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think I definitely said like how similar are these two experiences? <laughs> so if anyone has done both, had both had a baby and released a record, if you could let us know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That would be interesting, especially in, like, the Indian DIY scene. I feel like I hear more about, like, major celebrities pulling that one off. Well, I know that um, Miranda Winters from Milk Belly is pregnant. Oh. I want to know. I, as soon as she has the baby, I got to know. <laughs> is it the same? <laughs> and which was harder? <laughs> <laughs> which was harder, the record of the baby? <laughs> and which are you more proud of? <laughs> yeah. Well, what, a question, a, te- a technical question that I have is that, have we given birth yet? And we haven't given birth yet. No, no, no. Okay. We had the we just had the baby shower. So we're about to be induced. August 9th. August 9th. <laughs> Fully induced, yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh. You have had the baby shower. Is every single release technically another baby shower? I guess. Wow. Yeah. A little You're selfish. So selfish. Yeah, a little <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah. I love that. But it's just more more reasons to celebrate you. Hopefully you get some 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 cool opportunities as gifts. Oh, yeah, trying to celebrate us mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> I'm trying to praise you like I should. I'm trying to praise you like I should. <laughs> I love it. Well, you have this really cool support system here working with, like, New Year Buds and Take This to Heart Records. What that, what's that been like for you? Um, it feels like we have two new dads. <laughs> 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 no, it's cool. Um, it definitely, like, I... I I want everyone to be happy and I want like to do well and so it feels kind of like having coaches I guess like you know you want to make your coach happy I guess that's I don't know that's how I feel about it yeah it's like it feels like when you're in middle school and like you're okay it feels like you're in middle school but your family just moved and you got you came to a new school and you're like in gym class and people are picking teams yeah and then you get picked and yeah, then, and then you want to do a good job on yeah. the team. Yeah, and, and they're really nice. And they're really nice. And a lot of the bands on the label we really, really like. Yeah. And um, a lot of 
them speak very highly of take this to heart too so mm-hmm. all around just want to be a good team player mm-hmm. that's so awesome well you landed on quite a great team that's for sure yeah definitely I love hearing that uh so what are some things that you're working on this year are you gonna be writing more music are you doing any touring um <laughs> Kelsey's laughing because I don't know. Okay, I don't think we can. T- I don't think. We can. All right. Well, Amanda, we'll have to contact you in private to tell you about what we have in the works. Uh, but in, in terms of the band, we're touring in October, and we have a release show in Boston at the end of August. Um, and that's all we have on the books for. I mean, oh, and we're playing Strobus in a couple weeks. Oh, awesome. Yeah, that's all we have in the books for now, though, but we got, you know, we got a ton of other stuff cooking that's not Lilith related, but that we're just as excited about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep you in the loop. Hopefully more Lilith series, that's for sure, on, on the good old YouTube. <laughs> Maybe someday. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, so you were able to kind of do some really cool things with this record. And it seems like you've learned a lot. What are some things that you like to do with your music that you haven't tried yet? Do with our music? Yeah. Um, like what, how do we want to evolve sound wise or? Sound wise, or maybe even just in general, like what the opportunities music gives you. Like if there's like, um, I don't know, like a different way if you want to share your music or uh, just go things along those lines. Oh, um. Well, I think our life goal would be, like, this is, like, fantasy life goal, would be, like, we become, like, Flight of the Concords. Yes. <laughs> someone wants to write a show about our lives. Yeah. Um, well, we want to write it. Oh, yeah, we run. We would write a sh- Okay, so if HBO is listening, what we want to do is write a show about our lives. And it's basically Flight of the Concords. It's like Josie and the Pussycats meets Flight of the Concords. Yeah, but it's, Ooh. like, DIY. Like, I don't yeah. think anyone has – there's no there's like representation that. for, like, DIY on – television so (laughs) so if hbo wants to contact us our email is on our twitter we are we have lots of ideas we have lots of ideas (laughs) there's a google doc i would watch it what we're saying is eventually we want our music to just make us famous enough to have a show is that what it is how does that work (laughs) we don't have the track down so basically we have we have no musical goals (laughs) we are gonna stop making So we want to make more records. Yeah, we want to definitely make a bunch more records. And see what happens. See what happens. See, like, what kind of flavor mood we're in when we make them. Yeah, I feel like we'll have whole new flavors for next time. Maybe next time if there's no Cotton Eye Joe, maybe it's a new thing. Pro- I'm going to guess it is. Right. <laughs> new warm-up songs equals new record sound completely. Yeah, I wonder, we should, like, research how tightly related those things are. They're super related. Okay. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, so one of the things that, um, I asked Hannah last time, I'll let you kind of help answer this one, Kelsey, is if you could play with any three bands or musicians, they can be currently active or you can bring them back from the dead. Who would it be? You can both answer this separately if you want. I want to play with Billie Eilish. You definitely want to play with Billie Eilish. Yeah. I want to play with people, but I also feel like it feels like a setup because it would be like meeting your heroes and then like 
being embarrassing in front of them. Embarrassing? Yeah, I would be so nervous uh, if they were like, like, if say I was like the Beatles. Yeah, but they would see you play, and then they would be like, "Kelsey, you rock." I know, but I feel like I would say something weird. Maybe we can operate under the assumption that the Spice Girls adore you. Oh my oh, God, the Spice, the Spice Girls. Girls. Yeah. Like yeah. just just operate under the assumption that whoever it is will adore you. True. My answers now that you've said the Spice Girls are Billie Eilish, the Spice Girls, and Good Charlotte. Oh my Ooh, God. But yeah, tomorrow Charlotte. it would be different. That's true. I have a different answer. Oh my God. I'm having such a hard time with this question because I feel like I have like 50 answers. Pick three. <laughs> I feel like right now I would like to be in like the x-ray specs. I feel like that would be really fun to just scream. And also I think if I was, then I would also be British in the 70s with them and I feel like that would be really fun so if we're going full fantasy I feel like that would be very fun (laughs) go for it I love it I think you missed the prompt well I just just made it my own (laughs) this is about art this is a podcast for artists and I I arted that question (laughs) that's my answer I have no more answers (laughs) sorry I deflated you you deflated and you popped my balloon I didn't mean to well I love your vision, though. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my gosh, it's always such a fun question. That's for sure, and I love your answer, like majorly. That's for sure. What's yours, Amanda? Yes. Oh gosh. Well, considering I don't, I I play music, but I don't really play music. I'm still learning. Um, I would probably go along the answer of like people I'd want to interview for the podcast. Oh. oh, that would I kind of have those answers so far. It's like um, Francis Quinlan from Hop Along, mm-hmm. uh, Laura Jane Grace from Against Me. That'd and be then cool. I'm gonna throw in like it'd be pretty sick to talk to somebody like Solange or Lizzo. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, like have you nailed any of them. Not yet. I, I don't know if I'm that cool yet. I'm still working on it. I'm slowly making my way there, though. I feel like I, I keep talking to people I never thought I would, and it's mind-boggling, so I'm just going to say the sky's the limit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, our one of our, like, mottos here at LilithWorldwide.com mm-hmm. is send the email. So if you need cheerleaders to encourage you to send the email, <laughs> I send like the email. One of the other things that I always hear you say is, like, someone is always six emails away. Someone is always six emails, three emails three away. Three emails away. Yeah. 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 Anyone you think, three emails, you can connect to them. Yeah, totally. I believe it. Basically what we're saying. <laughs> I believe it. And you know what? Whenever I need that bit of encouragement, I will just like call you up. We'll do we'll Cotton Joe together. We'll, e- yeah. we'll send an email. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah, we can dance to any song you wanted to get hyped up and draft an email verbally and then send it off. I love it. I love the encouragement, that's for sure. (laughs) Um, So you've done a lot of really cool things with having this record coming out and being able to promote it and work on all kinds of creative things. What are some goals that you have for as a band, as Lilith? Um, We want to make a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm doesn't. Um, goals that we have, I want to, um, I want to, like, get really, like, physically fit. Like, I want to be shredded. Same. Yeah, I think that's a band goal we both have in college right now. <laughs> yeah. We want to get shredded. Um, we definitely, like, 
are excited to tour and maybe can do it again after. Um, and then, I don't know, I feel like we're achieving so many goals right now that it's hard for me to think of any new ones. Yeah, I think, I think mostly just like having, I'm so excited for this record to come out mm -hmm. and like share it with people and then have that lovely experience and then just like get back to work a little bit. Yeah, I want to start grinding again, writing and arranging and yeah, grinding. <laughs> I'm really excited for that because what you've done with this record is phenomenal and anything else that comes next, I'm sure will be as well. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me, Hannah and Kelsey. Where can everybody keep up with Lilith on the internet? Um, Twitter is our jam, I would say. Yeah. We're at Lilith Worldwide on Twitter, but also LilithWorldwide.com. Same thing for Instagram, and don't even try Facebook. I don't even know how to log in anymore. <laughs> trying so hard <laughs> it's the worst it's okay to just keep with the <laughs> twitter and instagram at this rate <laughs> yeah i feel like i do it just for my mom mm -hmm. <laughs> do it for mom <laughs> my mom follows us my mom will be like oh my god i saw you is that a did you post about yeah weed? my mom saw our weed video yeah. on facebook <laughs> see that's like dangerous <laughs> living on the edge mom that's all <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, thanks so much for joining. Everybody make sure that you get a hold of Safer Off this August 9th. August 9th. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining. Thanks, thanks for, for having, having us, us, Amanda. Bye, Amanda and Bear.
you just heard Lilith. Thank you so much to Hannah and Kelsey for coming on to catch up and again to Jamie Coletta for helping make it all happen. It's so special to see Friends of the Pod grow and experience more and more opportunities and Lilith is by far deserving. Be sure to grab your copy of Safer Off this Friday from Take This to Heart Records. That's it for this week but you can always keep up with me online. Follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for regular updates. Subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Overcast, and more. Want to tell me what you think of the podcast? Leave a review on any of the apps. I'd love to hear from you. For more news, thoughts, feels, or just all of the podcast episodes, please visit angrygirlmusic.com. I'm always booking guest spots, so hit me up at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com. Whether you write and play music, run a blog, take photos, work in publicity, or book shows, this can be a space for you. Send me a link to your work and let's chat. Until next time, stay angry and send the email. Some